of all the tea. I guess that's what you guys call it. I spill the tea. I fucking guzzle the tea and I go and spit it all over the place because I'm telling the truth. And that's the tea. Tea is your truth. Tea is what is the tea? Like, what is your truth? What's going on with you? Here's the nice and confusing tea. Girl, what is the tea? What is it? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Tia, and I am in a good mood today. Let me tell you why. I just opened up a a text from my girlfriends saying the real tea. If you're from the shore, this is the tea, honey. And it's that summer is back baby. Okay, things are back to normal. Um, This past weekend, DJs in Belmar was a free-for-all. It was open as hell. And now I just got word that Osprey and Manasquan will be opening up as well, which is a little concerning because that place doesn't have like any windows. Um, But you know what? I'm excited. I don't know about y'all. You know, I I just don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm in awe. I really thought my only options this summer of fun would be, you know, outdoor things like tiki in uh, Point Pleasant or uh, Barre, which I honestly have lost major interest in since I, I don't know, maybe the last time that was fun was when I was 22. I feel like that's exciting, right when you are legal to drink. And then after that, I I don't know, my personal opinion, it kind of sucks. But I I mean, maybe I'm too old for Osprey at this point, but you know what? The way I see it is I lost a whole year of my prime last year with COVID. And so, oh, (laughs) it is going down these next couple of months. I am so excited to just have fun with my friends. This is a big deal. You understand if you are from where I am from, okay? The reason why Jersey Shore was just named the reality royalty in my last episode when we were talking about on MTV Movie and TV Awards is because the Jersey Shore really is like uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's like heaven. It's just, it's just it. I can never imagine my life without it. I imagine like growing up and getting a house here with my kids. Like this is, this is where I belong. Like even if I, I always say I really want to do a year of work in LA. Um, I want to do something here and there, but you know what? I always will come back here. Like this is my final destination. This is, this is just very exciting news for me. So if you are at all in the tri-state area, I am sure this is great news for you as well. Maybe you are like, holy shit, Tia, you're so washed up. Like you cannot step foot in Osprey. And that might be true. Um, I, I, <laughs> I might be too old, but at this point, I don't give a damn. I am going to, I am going to just get my grails from DJs. I am going to hit some walls to the beat of the music and I am going to have a good time, period. Okay, that's the tea on that. That is the that is my opening tea story. That's it. That's the story. Period. Great news. Great news for Jersey people. Um, all right, moving on to today's episode. We're going to be diving into some headlines. No interview because we've actually already interviewed this guest before. I know y'all remember him and I know y'all love him because I got lots of messages about how this person was just beyond entertaining, an easy fan favorite, and I am just so excited to have him back to chit-chat about some celebrity. So without further ado, everyone, please welcome back Tristan Trankle to Tea Time. Tristan, welcome back to Tea Time. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be back on Tea Time. I'm so proud of you. Please excuse my voice. 
strip clubs are back open in Atlanta, and I was out the other night. That's a strip club, though. I know, I know. Oh my, my boyfriend, though, it was the first time he's ever been to, like, and it's, like, a gay one with, like, little go-go boys and stuff. And he was, like, so, I was, like, you have to, like, go give them money. And he was, like, where do I put it? They're just wearing underwear. And I was, like, you you put it in their underwear. Oh, my God. So, happens here and there it's because you just had you know what life is I was I was saying in the intro like life is reopening full like I mean Atlanta I feel like you never really had to deal with COVID. Atlanta's been going for a little while but yes we're fully like vaccinated and I'm ready girl oh like, my God, I'm like, so- I took the shot I need to get back out in these streets honey um God, I am beyond beyond ready I'm so happy to have you back I've told you like I've gotten so many messages from people like even still like weeks I mean we're on episode seven now but mm-hmm. and you were on episode one um and I still get messages I'm like that guy Tristan is so funny like oh that guy like you had for that episode is so good so I'm just happy to have you back um I told you you're coming back I don't know if you knew it'd be this soon but you're back <laughs> Here we go. So I want to go through some of these headlines. First thing I want to talk about with you is the Billboard Music Awards, a little quick recap of some of the highlights. So they were this past Sunday um, hosted by Nick Jonas. It was a big, big year for music. So here are some of the highlights from Music's Biggest Night. First of all, I want to talk about The weekend. Okay. The weekend had 16 nominations, right? As he should. As he should, the most of the night. Um, and I mean, I actually want to backtrack and say like, okay, so last episode, I know I totally shitted on his like Super Bowl performance, but that's not how I feel about him as an artist. He deserved, the, the, the performance was underwhelming. Okay, I stand by that. Yeah, I agree. But I love the weekend. He's so freaking talented. He deserved the top nomination. So six well, and the crazy thing is he didn't get any Grammy nomination. Oh, we're getting there. Oh, we getting there. So basically he got <laughs> 10 wins at the Billboard Music Awards, including top artist, top male artist, um, top R&B album, a ton of awards. And this, like you just said, it was a major night for him because he was recently snubbed at the Grammys. Um, and it was announced, he announced that he'll be boycotting the award show moving forward and will not be submitting music in the future after not getting any zero nominations um in 2021 despite having an undeniably super successful year of music um he had one of the biggest albums and most streamed singles of the year with after hours and blinding lights respectively so i kind of want to like ask you a question based off of that do you think that artists should attribute their success to the number of nominations or wins that they receive during an award okay so no right you know i think the true uh, measure of success as an artist is always going to be your fan base and, you know, your radio play. Mm -hmm. If people are actually like hearing this music, but that said, um, how could you not like blinding lights came out a while ago. They're still playing that song on the radio. Mm -hmm. Um, He remixed so many of his singles with other, I think like Rosalia was on a Blinding Lights remix. He got Ariana Grande on a track. Yeah, like, yeah, Ari just uh, remixed Save Your Tears. So like the songs still have life in them. So to be fully ignored by the Grammys, I think is suspicious. Uh Uh-huh, very. And you know what? TikTok is really like the end all be all. Like if you have a TikTok trend dance to one of your songs, you're up there okay and like had its moment and it's still having it like you said and I totally agree I think it's totally like 
the measure of success isn't by the number of Grammys you get or are nominated for, um, even though that would be, I guess, a lot of people would want to, you know, that's, that's an artist's goal is to get a Grammy. But right. um, the Billboard Music Awards is different from the Grammys in that the way that these nominations come about is just simply based off of key fan interactions with music. So for those who don't know, with the Grammys, those nominations are determined they're basically as a result of the highest votes received by the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. But the Billboard Music Award finalists are just based on album and digital songs, sales, streams, radio airplay, like you said, touring, yeah. social engagement, like completely relying on the fans. So when when you go by like the name of it all, sure the Grammys seem like that's what you want to be, that's what that's what you want to win, but the Billboard Music Awards really reflects how like how fans are receiving your music. And to me, I feel like that has to be so yeah. fulfilling for him. Yeah. Because you know who doesn't have a Grammy? Beam me up, Scotty, out now, Nicki Minaj. Yes. And you know what? Miss Nicki is still the best to ever do it. The best female oh, rapper, in my opinion. That is wild. That's such a great point. Yeah, that's why, you know, she had her, her beef with the Grammys and that whole Oh my god back do you remember that in 2018 yeah it was a whole thing yeah mm -hmm. and they called out travis scott and that whole thing but that's so true i don't think that that's any measure of success is based off the nominations but nevertheless i am very proud of him for just sweeping up the whole night i mean good for him he deserved it like you said what did he i didn't see did is he still doing that thing where he like has plastic surgery face yeah, no, no, he's done with that and he even like He's like, okay. I'm done with the red suit. I'm done with it. Um, RIP to that, <laughs> to that era. He's moving on now. Um, another major moment from the night was Pink receiving the Icon Award. So she is the 10th artist and the youngest recipient to date of the Icon Award at 41 years old. It recognizes artists who have achieved excellence on the Billboard charts and made their mark on music. Previous winners include Garth Brooks, Cher, Neil Diamond, Celine Dion, J-Lo, Prince, Stevie Wonder, Janet Jackson, and Mariah Carey. So big, big names, obviously. John Bon Jovi presented Pink with the award. Um, and she joked, there was a cute moment. She said that she's taking this as an apology from him because back when she was eight years old and he got married, he broke her heart. Oh she ripped God. his poster off the wall. It was really cute. Um, mm -hmm. And then she had this great speech. She ended it by saying a very powerful message to her fans saying, quote, dream big because what if it comes true? So, Ooh. yeah, right? Isn't that good? That should be on a t-shirt. Um, so it's been 20 years. I looked at it was 20, or 2001 when Pink dropped hits like Get the Party Started, Just Like a Pill. Um, and she still manages to like lead the charts all these years later. So what do you think it is about Pink that resonates with fans all these years later? So I'm such a Pink fan. And I'm also have been a fan since the beginning, since she was doing like R&B and like Babyface was like writing her records and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think the real thing that resonates is she did that. She was this kind of, you know, pop star, cookie cutter like thing. Mm -hmm. And then said, you know what, fuck all that. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to come out. I want to make rock music like yeah. mm -hmm. little dark child Rodney Jerkins beats are cute but that's not what I do so yeah she's unapologetically herself she's like nobody else like you cannot compare her to another artist like she doesn't conform to whatever's popular like the norm and not to mention she is an insane 
live performer. Like she's always pulling out that performer. Even her body type and stuff like goes against that pop star. You know, she's always been this like strong woman. In my head, I'm just seeing the like, we will, we will rock you. Um, excuse my voice, hilarious, but the Pepsi commercial, a Pepsi commercial, man. Oh my god, I that's exactly what I saw in my head, too. Britney, and who else was in it? Christina Aguilera, Britney, Pink, Beyonce. Oh, oh it was Beyonce. Oh, yeah. god, what a horrible error on my end, but yes, I just remember Pink. Yeah, she's just like different. She, she has this image that just is like, I don't give a shit we have to say I'm gonna like yeah like the rocker image like she just completely goes against the norm and I feel like her music really just resonates with her fans so congrats to her I, yeah, think it was- I just love a good like gravelly voice yes I love it it's different it's just like I feel like so so many artists now these days are just like I can't even tell who it is on the radio like which one is this which which person is that there's people like you know Billie Eilish who has like her sound and like you know when you hear Billie you right. know when you hear x y and z but like Olivia Rodrigo mm. oh, I I like her but I get what you're saying <laughs> I get what you're saying I, I I think that like Pink just has a distinct voice and she powerful messages in her music and you know what she is an icon um I wonder who will get it next year. I feel like I was trying to think like who who would be in the who would you say should be in the running at least for like next year icon award. I listed some of the other people. There was Mariah Carey, J Lo, Celine Dion. Did J Lo win one? She she did win an icon award. Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. Um, it's surprising. <laughs> she's had no a day, but that's surprising. Um, career. Okay. She did pop into my head at first, like J Lo maybe. Because um, it's cultural impact, but I don't, I don't know. Let's give one to Britney. Now that I'm thinking about no, it, let's fully give one to Britney. And you know what? Damn it! Like much love to Britney Spears, but Christina Aguilera. We do not give this woman her flowers. Yes, I agree. You know what I was watching the other day? Burlesque was on. Oh my I, god! I could watch that all the time. I sings it like twenty four seven. Burlesque. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like she doesn't get her flowers a lot and she's such a powerful voice and has stayed true. I think there was beef with like Christina and Pink at some point because Christina had taken Linda Perry, the like executive producer that wrote for Pink. You're gonna have to make me look into this now. I'm sure that wasn't, I I can't imagine it. I I miss that early 2000s beef. Right the best oh oh my gosh well shout out pink she definitely deserved that award and another artist who was recognized during the bbmas was drake he got the award for artist of the decade so drake remains the most awarded bbmas honoree of all time and instead of choosing to have one of his many you know a-list friends in the industry present the award to him he chose to have his closest friends and family members by his side as he accepted his award for Artist of the Decade, including oh, his son Adonis. What a moment. I was like, Adonis. Like, you're so cute. Oh my God, I loved it. Take that push of tea. Do you remember when he tried calling him out for that? Now he's like, I'm gonna fully embrace this son. Yeah, here, Adonis. He's not hiding the child. Anymore. No more hiding, Adonis. I love it. Um, so <laughs> following the introductory video, Drake said, quote, that video is really full of a lot of confidence. But the truth is, I'm really bad at taking compliments. I'm really self-conscious about my music. And even if I do a good job, I always wonder how I could have done it better. I rarely celebrate anything. And just for anyone watching this that's wondering how this happened, that's really the answer. 
being so unsure how you're getting it done that you just kind of keep going in the hopes of figuring out the formula. Love it. Oh, so interesting. Right? It's yeah. more interesting to hear that Drake is unsure of his music. Yeah, he was saying he's like up all night. He's like all you other artists that were nominated like, you know, tonight and, and coming out with something new all the time. You keep me up at night trying to figure out how I can stay relevant and what I can pull out next. So I think, yeah, that was so nice and so humbling and just it's, it's good to hear from someone who has that success that Drake has. Um, do you have any favorite songs, collabs, or albums from Drake that he's put out over? So, I mean, the Scorpion album, I loved. I don't, was it, that's like technically kind of the last one, I feel like, the last like new one. 2018, that was a whole vibe for the whole summer, nonstop. For a whole summer. The Take Care album too, still such summer vibes. Yes, you have the, literally the exact answer is me. Take Care will always be a vibe with Rihanna. Oh my God, like love, love, love. It's just like OG Drake vibe. Oh my gosh, One Dance. I need a One Dance. Oh. Tennessee oh, oh, just. Unreal. As hit after hit. I love my favorite my favorite this is no competition my favorite artist that I collapse with is going to be future their mixtape um what a time to be alive 2015 yeah. I scholarships I mean there's just like everything they ever do together is like magic like I really am fully here for a whole nother Drake and future mixtape I'm not against it no and even that that last song working on the weekend like usual mm-hmm what the fuck is that called? Um, life is good. There we go. <laughs> I had to think. Life is good. Yeah. Life is good. Um, <laughs> so good. I love yeah, it. You know, he's really uh, just changed like music in general, rap music in particular, I think. Just the way he switches up his flow and his style and that he he made songs that like, you know, emotional college girls yes. <laughs> would play on repeat. Yes. And then just really took off in that way. I love him. I think he's just, it's kind of crazy to think it's been 10 years of Drake. I mean, he has put out so much, but it's like, I feel like he is, has so much left in him too. I feel like another 10, 15 years, he'll be getting that Icon Award. Not even. Like he'll be getting that soon. Um, yeah, maybe five to seven. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't think he's going to be slowing down anytime soon. So. Um, no, and it's so like when he doesn't have an album, there's always this like anticipation on the streets. Like I heard, I heard Drake is dropping this summer. Oh, I heard Drake's dropping in a month. Like yes. it becomes this like such buzz that it's everyone, so needs it. everyone wants it. And the second it's here, it's top of the charts. So it's no wonder he was one of the artists recognized with Billboard this past weekend shout out to all the winners and nominees also just want to do a quick sidebar i didn't put any notes on this but i'm just thinking like pop smoke and juice world like they were recognized a ton mm -hmm. and i'm glad they were and pop smoke's mom came out and did a really nice speech so also shout out to sizza and doja cat oh my goodness that yeah. performance good lord they opened up they, they were the opening up of the show with that right i think that was the opening performance it was unreal i love them like Yes, I love SZA. She really, um, I don't know. I feel like she doesn't get her flowers either really as much as yeah, she no, Like she's appreciated, but I feel like she's like your favorite artist, artist type person. Mm -hmm. Like And Doja Cat, like again, back to the whole TikTok thing. What would TikTok be without Doja Cat? Oh my gosh. <laughs> For real. So yes, a lot of, a lot of people recognize the music. I feel like after the, like, especially during the pandemic last year, like music just became like everyone's medicine. So 
I'm happy that all these hits came out this past year because we sure as shit needed it. Mm-hmm. Now, let's move on to the next topic, which is these uh, relationship updates with Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott, okay? So Friday morning, TMZ published a report that Kylie and Travis are back together, but in a quote, open relationship. So other news outlets hopped on these reports and Kylie later tweeted a screenshot of Daily Mail's article on the open relationship and said, quote, you guys really just make up anything. She then followed up that tweet by saying, quote, I am not discrediting anyone who is in an open relationship but it's just careless and disrespectful to throw this narrative out there without knowing what's true. So what do you think? Do you think that they are exclusively back together? Do you think they're just casually hooking up? What do you, what do you think is the truth on the status of Kylie? First of all, they, I feel like they've been in an open relationship for years. Exactly. But okay. <laughs> okay, Kylie, whatever. They never um, really fully cut it off, which is fine. I right. I feel like, yeah, it's not like maybe a, a planned exclusive. We sat down and talked about this, yeah. but it's like, you know, they're, together that's her baby daddy like mm-hmm. he's a great father I see him with Stormy yeah he's around right he's around and, and they're both pretty people so I'm sure you know on the low and they're both so young she's in her 20s he's in his 20s like they're I actually she for his 29th birthday this was only a few weeks ago I want to say the beginning of May end of April they were in Miami he was performing at Live. Sundays at Live and Kylie was there. They were all over each other. So, I mean, something's going on, but I feel like something, like you said, was always going on. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I think they're either exclusively back together. I don't know. I don't think that they're, I think they're going to end up together in the future, but I think they're just both so young and like, let's just do our thing right now. We'll come together. They completely had a baby and disappeared and documented the whole thing and nobody knew shit about it. Yeah. Until we're ready to say something. Yeah, so um, anyone who thinks they know what's actually going on with that couple. We have no idea. They could be married for all we know. Yes, fully could be married. Yep. We in a committed, one-on-one, monogamous marriage. Who knows? <laughs> she comes out with, you don't even know what you're talking about. And then just Instagrams are right. Like, I can't. Yes, but exactly. They could be in a fully monogamous marriage. Yeah. We- they could be in an open relationship. I don't know. It, okay. seems, it seems like they've been through their things, I think. Yeah. Uh, but they're both, you know, baby billionaire people. Like, <laughs> Yes, agreed. I think that they're just like, they're great co-parents. They're going to end up together in the end. I guarantee it. You could just see their chemistry. They've never had bad blood from what we could see, at least. Um, I think they're both just chilling. They're just living their really rich lives. That's <laughs> and they'll come together in the end. I'm sure they're thinking about popping baby number two soon, maybe. I don't know. Um Another headline that I saw is that Pete Davidson recently just dragged Chrissy Teigen on SNL. No. So the, yeah, this was this got a little messy. So basically, the backstory here: Chrissy Teigen. Oh God. Okay, so the Daily Beast recently published an interview with Courtney Stodden, the reality TV personality who faced intense media criticism after marrying 51-year-old Doug Hutchinson in 2011 at the age of 16. It's kind of disgusting if you're right. 16 and 51, but uh, you know, it's each his own opinion, but some people kind of crossed the line. And so the couple has since divorced last year, but Courtney opened up to Daily Beast about how she you know, obviously bore the brunt of a ton of bullying and criticism on that relationship. So one of the people who criticized her and bullied her was Chrissy Teigen on more than one occasion. So all these tweets came to light of Chrissy telling her to quote, take a dirt nap 
Okay. And then she would privately DM her telling her to kill herself. Things like, quote, I can't wait for you to die. So really, really but just- You DM'd her saying that? DM'd her saying okay. that. But there was also like tweets from back in 2011 where you just see publicly that came resurfaced of Christy telling her all these horrible things. And at that time, Chrissy Teigen was who? Was she married to John Legend? Was she just a swimsuit model? I think she was just modeling, you know? She was just a mean girl, pretty and model. She fully didn't think this was going to come back. Like she, yeah. just, you know, um, but still just disgusting, disgusting things were said and now it's coming to light. So during the season finale of SNL this past weekend, Pete Davidson began a joke during the show's weekend update segment saying, quote, if there's one good thing about the pandemic besides getting Chrissy Teigen out of our lives, it's it broke for laughs. The audience reacted. There are there were some laughs and cheers, also some booze in the mix. And then Pete Davidson just basically shrugged and was like, okay, well, I'm relieved. Um, and then continued his joke about wearing masks in, in classic Pete Davidson style. Um, yeah, Chrissy Teigen is really such a polarizing figure for some reason. Yeah, so I'm not personally like the biggest fan. I've really, I've never been crazy. She always like got under my skin for whatever reason. Um, since then, basically Macy's and Target have pulled her cookware line. And, you know, she's obviously taking hits from many people, including this most recently with SNL. So I guess my deeper question here is like, what are your thoughts on cancel culture as a whole and like what's currently happening to Chrissy Teigen now that this whole cyberbullying controversy has come to light? I mean, so Dave Chappelle did a thing on cancel culture where I think he should said it best, which is like, you know, you, you can't, but you can't like dig up. My opinion is like, you can't dig up things that happened 10 years ago and apply them to today. Right. Like, that's wild. Of course, there's exceptions to that rule because sometimes people do real wild shit that they exactly. just sweep under the rug. Um, yeah. But in this, I mean, this instance, it's weird because you're saying like, Chrissy Teigen was bullying this teenage girl, but the teenage girl was also like married to a 50 year old man. Yeah. You know, like, there's too much gray area here. Well, that's for me. Like my question, to, like where, where do we draw the line of like what's forgivable and what isn't? So similarly to Dave Chappelle, Haley Bieber um, had this interview that she did with a mental health expert after, do you, I don't know if you saw the TikTok of like a waiter saying like, oh, Haley Bieber was so rude to me. I've experienced I did. It. Yeah. And, and so like I worked in the service industry. So I, one of the things I hate is when anyone is just rude to a server. It's just like, yeah. so that hit me. But then I'm like, oh, you don't know what the hell she was going through. Like, there's just so many things that like, do we really need to cancel her for this? No. Um, and she said in that interview, it's tricky quote, it's tricky because there's people that have been canceled where they did these really, really heinous wrong things to people. But when there's people that have made genuine human mistakes in the spotlight, they get essentially just berated for. Sometimes it feels like they're just trying to ruin someone's life. And I get that. Like, so, like for example, uh, Kevin Hart, when he was asked to host the Oscars a couple of years back, and there was these old homophobic tweets from like 10 years prior and he came on out, he basically lost the job. Um, and he came on Ellen, who of course is part of the LGBTQ community. And she was like, I know that's not how you think today. I know that you just said something really stupid years ago. And if you like, oh, I get so confused. Like, where do we draw the line? Because are we not expected, are we supposed, like expected to come out from birth, like perfect humans with like saying all the right things or are we supposed to grow and like learn 
better over time. I do think there is a line where it's like, you should never say that. You should never tell someone to kill themselves. Um, yes, but Chrissy Tweegan, Chrissy Tweegan, Chrissy Teigen is such a Twitter troll. Okay, yeah. To say. Um, so Twitter is just such a mean place. And I think if you're not on Twitter and you don't understand the vernacular that comes along with it, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of like, it looks crazy. I like, I wasn't always that big on Twitter. My yeah. boyfriend kind of got me into it. He's 22. And like going into it, I was like, this is awful. <laughs> like Christopher. Yeah, yeah. It's just a lot of dark humor and like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, you like dark humor. Now DMing someone, kill yourself or whatever. Right. That's actually Twitter speak. That's a little far. That's a lot. And I feel like, you know, some sincere private apology should have been done there. I guess we don't really know what their conversations have been. But also, here's my question, because who was mentioning Courtney Stodden before this? So it's a little bit of a cloud chase to me. Courtney yeah um I wonder if actually I think Courtney Sutton follows me on Twitter isn't that weird shut up oh my god where how did that happen <laughs> I don't know just maybe tweeted about her one day and told her I, to I, was, a, I was a fan so. um but yeah I don't think I think the reason why Chrissy Teigen does bother me is because she is just such a Twitter troll like but I think what bothers me the most is like things like this didn't she just fully like tried to leave Twitter recently because she felt like she was getting bullied and it was too much for her. And then the hypocrisy, like this stuff comes out and it's like, oh, you, I think that might be why maybe Courtney came now that I'm talking out loud and I should have maybe looked into that a little more. But I think as a reaction to that, maybe Courtney was like, oh, really? Like, it's too much for you. You're getting really bullied, you hypocrite. Like, do you not remember basically telling me to kill myself? Like personally in the DMs and publicly on the Twitter thread when you know, I was a teenager. Well, um, then I also just saw um, Candace Owens, who I'm not a fan of, but just said that like Chrissy Teigen's Twitter apology to Courtney Stodden was really just for her sponsors because she has Courtney Stodden blocked. So Courtney would never have even seen it. You're lying. Oh my God. Yeah, see, it's just not a good look. I, I mean, I think overall Pete Davidson's joke kind of went, a lot of people were here for it. They were like, yeah, you know what? screw her and a lot of people are on this bandwagon of like let's cancel Chrissy let's cancel Chrissy um and I don't know I just I'm never really gonna fully be here for the cancel culture because it feels like oh can people never grow and like it feels weird and I also think like R. Kelly who deserved to be canceled right severe things like but also there's other people like I think you reach a level of fame and you have like this infamy and people kind of hate you because you live a privileged life and they're so willing to just try to shut it all down. Drag you, right. Like the whole Haley Bieber thing with like treating- Right, like Haley Bieber. Even Kevin Hart, like his come up was like mm-hmm. massive. He was in every movie for a second, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, that was his dream. He just landed his dream gig hosting the Oscars. And it was like within seconds, trolls were just ready to dig up tweets from a decade ago. I think it might have been like 12 years prior, something crazy like that, just to just to ruin it all for him. So okay, I so yeah. This is also like my worst fear though, right? Is that like yes. there are tweets out there that I like don't even realize. Yeah. I my Twitter account for like 10 years. You know what I mean? I it, yeah. 2009 when Miley Cyrus made one because I'm like like when, when Twitter was just the place to follow celebrities and nothing more. Yeah. Really. Um, so I 
feel you. And I have looked back on my old things because I have definitely changed in the way I speak and the way, whatever, like, Holy I and just, yeah, I'm sure I've made some like off color jokes and like, yeah. Oh my God. I think everyone has that fear though. Ricky Thompson was just a guest on call her daddy recently. And I remember hearing a part where, uh, in the interview where he was like, I'm just like horrified of like being in the spotlight though right now, because I have to look back and like, did I ever offend anyone with this and that? And you really do have to tiptoe because you could lose it all like that. Like literally. Like that. Like the thing is that the the companies are so worried about like being offensive. They need to be palpable and everyone needs to buy their shit. So they'll drop you <laughs> in two seconds. Macy's was like, we don't need that. We got lots of pots and pans here. Target, same yeah. thing. They're <laughs> like, we don't need the one with Chrissy's face on it. So I get it. I mean, I think it's a very gray line on like what's forgivable and what isn't. Um, but for the most part, like we're just, I feel like willing to like cancel anyone for anything right now. And it's tough. I think she'll recover eventually. She just needs to lay low for a while, really give a sincere apology to Courtney, like in private, not in front of people for freaking press, you know, yeah. like she needs to really, cause that is mess. That is horrible. It's and then throw some flowers, like do the right thing. Yeah, do the but right thing. And also like book a SNL hosting gig, girl, now's the time. Exactly, exactly. And then make your comeback for yes. next season. I agree. Um, so we'll just see what happens there. Uh, in other news, we have the Friends reunion trailer and air date here. So the wait is going to be finally over. Um, the Friends reunion special called the one where they get back together is finally becoming a reality after I think years now at this point of anticipation and, and rumors. So in this official trailer, we see the cast getting back together on the original Friends studio, testing their trivia knowledge of the show, revisiting key sets, rereading lines, and joining James Corden for a joint sit down in front of a live audience. So the reunion is gonna be available May 27th on HBO Max. So my question for you here, are you excited for this reunion? Are you surprised that it's happening? How do you feel about this? I feel like it took a long time to pull it all together. I am not a fan of friends. Like, um, I've dated people who are like rabid fans, had the box sets, you know what I mean? It was like, right. let's just be friends. Yeah. Um, it's fine, I can give a little chuckle here and there. Uh-huh, yeah, um, no, if I'm being completely real, like my little sister, she's someone who like binged episode one season one in order through the end that's never going to be me I will sporadically catch an episode and laugh like I know what it's about I I know but I've never been like the obsessive right you know what I'd rather see a reunion of the OC how about that oh my gosh the OC that's really coming back to life right now I feel like the OC everyone like who hasn't watched the OC back then wow what a TV era that was you got the OC you've got um that's like gossip girl days. I feel oh like, my gosh, yeah. yeah, like mm, good TV. Um, to me, this, this whole reunion, like you said, it took a while. Um, it, it is surprising, but it's exciting because it's not really common where you can get like the whole cast back on board for a reunion. So the fact that all of them are coming back, I think is amazing. Um, one thing that has been making headlines, I don't know if you've seen is um, a lot of fans are raising concerns around Matthew Perry, who played Chandler on the show, because from the taping, a lot of people noticed he stared off into space and he almost sounded like he was mm -hmm. slurring whenever he did speak. Um, did you see this? And if so, what- I, mean, I think a history of substance abuse and stuff, so. Yeah, he hasn't been quiet about that. Like he's definitely been open about his past 
issues. So it's sad to see. I think a lot of fans were just like, I mean, literally just feeling so bad and like, oh my God, is he like, okay, genuinely. Yeah, that sucks. And it might have been a trigger, honestly, to have to go back to all those people. Like, who knows? Yeah, yeah. After all these years and then now being, you know, back in the spotlight. And I don't know if you've seen recently, this guy can't catch a break, um, this whole Raya thing. So there was a girl who matched with him on Raya. And of course, nothing can be secret. She has to like get the clout for it. So the girl made a TikTok like, oh, I matched with Matthew Perry on TikTok and now he's FaceTiming me and then takes a clip like from her phone, like in the corner of the FaceTime with him. And it's just like, oh, he's so creepy because she's definitely young. Like, I don't know how old she was, but some young blonde girl. I'm just like, oh God, Matthew Perry. Like, I guess. There's creeper things that have happened, I think. Yes, um, I, I don't, I mean, look. <laughs> and at the end of the day, he's like a very rich white man. Yes. They tend to be creepy. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, with him too. Like, don't throw him under the bus. You don't just get a match on Raya because it's one-sided. Like, girl, sit down. He's got enough to worry about right now. Clearly, he's got some things going on. I hope he's okay. I hope this is just like an effect from the years of his struggle and not anything current that he's going through. Yeah. Um, because oh, he is fairly young. What is he like? Fifty-one years old, something like that. I think I read. So you know. Hope he's okay. Excited for this trail or excited for this reunion. It's coming very soon. What when is this gonna air? It's Monday. So tomorrow. It's coming tomorrow to HBO. Oh, nice. I like that they um because like Entertainment Weekly used to do like cast reunions and they do like a photo shoot. So I like that someone's actually like sitting them down and talking to them and not just doing like, look, we yeah. took a photo of the cast of friends. Right. No, like this is a full-blown like get together, like, hey, we're gonna test your knowledge on the show that we did you know 25 years ago it's fun it's cute moments they're rereading lines from iconic scenes like you see phoebe rereading you know some like just big moments i do love me some phoebe oh my god same lisa my favorite when i was young i became very obsessed with um Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. Oh I feel god. like I was hooked on that before I ever even watched Friends. I was like five watching that. Um so love her. Love me some Phoebe. Love the whole gang. I'm glad they're all back together for like a real actual reunion, you know? Yeah, like a real reunion thing. Like an actual moment is really happening here. It's not just- you, But I will say this, whenever there's like reunions years later, it is a little depressing on like some token, you know? Cause you're like, oh God. 25 years ago, like how the hell did that happen? You know? Yeah. I remember when that flop Joey show came out one season. Exactly. So and you uh, to see Matt LeBlanc like fully like gray hair and stuff. Like back oh. on the pounds. He doesn't look like good old Joey Joey, you know. So he still looks great, like no shade. But no shade. I mean, like you said, it's it's been a while and it's just like damn, you know, to think it's been that long kind of like oh this hurts. But yeah, it's 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 exciting though, and I'm, I'll be tuning in, I'm sure. Um, but for sure, I will not. Let's not put that in the air. I have to watch that. I feel like that's. I'm curious. I want to see it. Yeah, I'm curious. I want to see it too. And then the other reunion that I am super hyped about, I will say, even more than this friends reunion is Hocus Pocus two coming in fall of 2022. So the Sanderson sisters are motherfucking back. The three stars of the original cast, including Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy are there all took to Instagram to announce the Hocus Pocus 2 movie officially coming to Disney Plus next fall. So it has been 28 years since the original film was released. And now 
the sequel is officially in the works. Like I said, with the original trio of Witch Sisters all set to return, what do you think this sequel will be about? Because we only have those three confirmed. Um, so I guess this is a two-parter. Do you think- What else do you need? Thora Birch, get out of here. Right, exactly. We don't need the return. Like, you know, Binks, he fully went to heaven now at this point. You know, like, Thackeray Binks is gone with his sister. Um, like, do we, are we going to- Your sister is my friend. Emily Binks, is that her name? No, Emily was this, yeah. Wait. The one that gets, like, abducted in the beginning. Yes. And she's, like, wait, she's what about a little, her? little girl in that. And she does a Hocus Pocus reunion every year at, like, Hollywood Forever Cemetery. <gasps> um, it's so interesting. Aww. And he also has like a fan base, but just from being the little girl from Hocus Pocus, it's the weirdest That's thing. That's crazy. And can I tell you, I did this game one time where like a drinking game when I watched and I was like, every time Thackeray says, Emily, in the beginning <laughs> of the movie, you have to take a shot. I swear to God, I did this. He says it so goddamn much. I fell asleep and passed out before the witches came back to life. Oh my God. Like, so don't do that if you actually want to watch the movie because that motherfucker he says Emily, 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 like literally at least seven times in the first four minutes. So lights were out really quickly. Um, but that's crazy that she actually has a big fan base. Um, if I had to guess, I mean, I don't I have no freaking clue. I guess maybe another virgin is gonna light the black flame candle, same storyline, different cast. I don't know. What do you think? I would think? Yeah, I would think it'd be something like that. And then like think of how much like technology has advance you know teslas drive themselves like i imagine there will be like some little magic ones through it yeah um, yeah fully excited though i was very excited to see uh sarah jessica parker post it yes yeah because this is like i was saying before with reunions like it's so hard to get everyone on board because there's always that someone who got way more fame than everyone else and like are they are they gonna think they're too good to come back for the sequel you know she's obviously working on sex in the city reboot um, there's so many, you know, she has a ton of shit going on and then for her to come back and I, I saw her announcement and I literally just like lost my mind because yeah, it's surprising. I heard Bette Midler say like over the years, like I would love to do one and mm -hmm. I, I, I've been hearing rumors like about it for, for years. And then now like, I'm just, I remember the 25th reunion, I want to say it was, yeah, probably three years ago. Um, there was this whole special Vanessa Hudgens is big Halloween girl. So she like hosted it. I hope I'm not fully making this up. I no, I think that's the one my friend was in that I'm thinking about. Your friend was in this? Like the Emily Binks. I think that there was like a little stage show. There. I think you cut out your audio for a second or maybe I just went deaf, but you're, you know who Emily Banks is. That's what yeah. Oh my God. Tell her I love her. It's the strangest thing. I met her through a boyfriend <gasps> and like, was friends with her. I was like, you're so cool. Da, da, da. I was like, are you an actress? You should totally be an actress. She was like, I did a little stuff as a kid. I was like, oh, were you in anything I would know? And she was like, I mean, I have a small part in Hocus Pocus. I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> I was one of the little trick-or-treaters running around in one of those scenes. I would tell everyone about it. Everyone. Emily Banks, okay. Wow, that's insane. Everyone. Yeah, that's one of my favorite movies ever. Hocus Pocus, cult classic. It, you can catch me in May right now tuning into it. I think I actually just watched it recently, like probably back in April, not long ago. I love that movie. It will forever be one of my favorites. So I'm beyond excited for this reunion and I'm surprised it's actually coming together. Um, oh, she's cute. You can't really see because it's light. There's a glare, but she's cute. Wow, she literally has the same face. I know no one can see what I'm talking Wild, about. Wild, right? But yeah, 
she looks exactly the same, Emily Banks. Wow, shout out to her and her whatever her aging process is. It's been 20 years <laughs> since this movie came out. What is she? She's in her like high 30s now. Yeah, yikes. Watch <laughs> it. <yeah. laughs> Sorry, makes not high 30s. Like a- 30s. No, no, no. She looks great. Um, well, I I mean that's all we have for the headlines today. But while we've been recording, there has been some breaking news here. We have no details because again, I just have the headline up on my phone, so I haven't looked into this. But I want your thoughts on Lindsay Lohan stages an acting comeback with a Netflix Christmas movie. Again, I have no details, but based off that headline, what Perfect. are your thoughts? Perfect. That's exactly what she needs to do. It's Netflix, so it's a bigger-than-lifetime budget, right? Uh-huh. Um, a cute little Christmas movie. I'm all for it. Yes. Um, I-, I love Lindsay Lohan so much. And I also, like, she's always just in Dubai and, like, United Arab Emirates. Like, I'm like, what is what is going on with you out there? Like, why won't you come back to America? Yeah, and you know what? Ever since the decline of her Mykonos club let me tell you when she came back <laughs> with, that, with that MTV show I was fully like I'm booking a trip I need to support Lindsay Lohan and her club in Mykonos like I'm going there simply for her club <laughs> yes the famous dance that we all know and now that that I don't know what happened there something fell through and it's like abandoned and gone but I will support Lindsay in any way I can love her I think she is fully like I mean trying to make a comeback and I'm here for it I'll support it I don't think she's ever going to be my sweet little parent trap Lindsay again or Mean Girls Lindsay 2005 but I'm not expecting that I'm expecting a like a Hallmark Christmas movie that's you know something to watch I mean but it's Netflix so hopefully it'll be better cute raspy voice I'm all here for it I love it I hope she has red hair for it true true because blonde Lindsay is a different beast I feel like (laughs) agreed no I completely agree I want like old school Lindsay vibes um like a love story let's get her a man does she have a man in real life what is Lindsay's name right that's why I feel like she has to be dating like a Saudi prince like what are you doing out there exactly (laughs) (laughs) is the deal She's active, like, on Cameo. She's, like, really trying to collect her coin, however. We saw some cameos from her. I would love to get a cameo. I think it's, like, $300, so I'm pretty sure I looked into this, and that's what it said. I Honestly, someone get that for my birthday. (laughs) I want... I want Lindsay. Um, so yeah, new new Lindsay Lohan acting comeback coming to Netflix, I guess, this December. I, again, I haven't opened it up, don't have deets, and I'm not about to look into it, but I just want to sprinkle that little detail in there. Breaking news. Breaking news. Well, Tristan, as always, it has been a freaking pleasure. I love having you on. I feel like I can talk about any story with you, and you have just the greatest commentary. So like, you're yeah. welcome back anytime. I love it. I love being here. Yeah, it's, well, it's just a short trip to my living room. It's <laughs> a short trip to the living room. I love this. I love the Zoom world. I honestly don't care with like the world getting back to normal. I forever want to do this over Zoom. Wait, so the world getting back to normal, I had like an awful panic attack where I was like, because there's like an element of like responsibility that we've all been able to be like, eh, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Right. And now it's like, like my car, I've been driving with like, you know, expired registration for months. And, but I've always been like, if I get pulled over, like the DMVs weren't open. So I can just be like, oh, you know, pandemic, sorry. And now I'm like, God, I have to like take care of life again. Oh my God, I've been wearing leggings be- every day. And now I'm like, oh, I have to face the reality of denim. Like, 
Yes, dressing up. Yeah, I'm really getting stressed. That's why I'm doing the whole tanning thing. I'm certainly not in my most fit. I'm also not at like my peak fat pandemic weight either. So we're somewhere in the middle. But like, if you can't tone it, tan it. That's why I'm fully oh. up the sun. Yes. Oh, have you ever heard? It worked. It I look like I lost five pounds, but really, I just got a great face tan. <laughs> it's the best scam of all time. But yeah full panic attack because the world is coming back to normal it is and they're gonna expect us to go to work again am I? <laughs> that i'm not here for and i will say till the day i die it makes no sense on either end okay put me at least let me talk about like for our industry this is for everyone else too but like specifically for us put me in when we need to like tape in a studio for the day otherwise i don't need to go to an office to do things exactly. i can do That's how I feel. the office space save it and i'll save my time and money with commuting yeah pay me a little more Help pay his rent, okay? Because now I have to work from here. <laughs> I agree. I freaking agree. Oh my God. Yeah. No, you will not catch me ever stepping into an office. I actually said recently in an interview with someone, I was like, you know, are we going in person, blah, blah, blah. They said, maybe not, they didn't even tell me I had to go in for studio in the studio for tape days. I told them I would actually really want to because I do love the experience of like being there in person for tape day. But I was like, I'm fully not really trying to go into an office to like do things I could do from bed like we're here for that right and they were on the same wavelength as me so I hope that's like in the future for all of us not just tv people obviously but you know give me the one or two a week you know at the most I'm not buying no monthly passes for any sort of transfer. oh god no parking like all the stuff no do you know how many times I took the l with parking tickets because I was just like let's just we have $800 for other transportation fees. I'm going to just press my luck with this one. So, so wow. Yeah. I mean, God, I do want to come to Atlanta though, because like, I just want to see you and like, you know, yeah, it'd be so you're living life there. So I have to come make a cameo eventually. Go to the strip club. <laughs> and hopefully I don't lose my voice. Um, well, again, thank you so much for being on and hopping in last minute and of course. On again soon. Yay, anytime. Thanks so much. Well, guys, that wraps up another episode of Tea Time. I'd like to wrap this up in a similar way to I opened, which is in reference to life reopening. Guys, live concerts are back. Yes. Tomorrow, the Jonas Brothers tour tickets go on sale. You know I copped the pre-sale, so I will be there October uh, to see the the Joe Bros perform. Um, Justin Bieber tickets just went on sale the other day. I mean, it's back, baby. But be sure to spend whatever that $7 and change is on uh, the insurance just in case. But I think we're good to go. <laughs> so, guys, until next time, I'll see you guys Wednesday. Bye.